Greeting Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. Hello and welcome in to the Jayhawk Talk Podcast. I am Kevin and joined with me as always is Andrew. And Andrew, we are coming off quite a little heart attack Hawks week. Two home games in the Big 12. Uh, Two wins is the important part. But uh, quite a week for the Kansas Jayhawks and quite a week in the Big 12. Uh, What was your reaction to watching two very close games in Allen Fieldhouse? You're right. I was there, Kevin, and it was a lot of fun. You know, sometimes you just prefer a blowout, right? Sometimes like a blowout can be fun and, you know, there's not any anxiety, but these two games were really competitive basketball games that came down to the wire, uh, required some gutsy, some gutsy moxie if you will, uh, to, to come from, come from these, uh, these bill self two teams, these past two games. And it's just been a lot of fun to watch. And uh, the field house has never been uh, louder. I think, I mean, maybe the Missouri game, but like, the, like we're, we're re- reaching peak Allen field house in those past two games. We're talking full. We're talking loud. We're talking ready to go. Big 12 season. It was a lot of fun. I would prefer to get, you know, just something else in there, just like a, a blowout. Uh, but if we're not going to get that, I'll take a good close win wins in some, some competition in the big 12, but you know, a lot of fun. And especially yesterday, uh, Roy Williams was in the house. Larry Brown was in the house. Ted Owens was in the house. Uh, lots of other faces. Saw Nick Collison out there. Like a lot, a lot of faces back for the 125th anniversary celebration. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, it was funny, you know. Haney asked Self about it pregame, and you could tell, like Self, they, I guess all the guys got to like come to practice and like watch oh, practice. I bet, I bet he hated that. He hated it. You could tell. You could just hear it in his voice. He was like, "I don't want people in my." Yeah, you know, they. He's like, they were respectful, but I don't want people in my. Practice. You know, he'll he'll enjoy that stuff when. Yeah, he's gone and gets to come back and be celebrated. But Bill Self's the type of guy who, when that's going on, he's like, "Man, I gotta go to this. Like, I gotta do this thing." I, this, and he's this so catered, good at it. He's so this, good this, at it. Yeah, and he can show up and give a speech, and everyone be like, he's "Wow, a that was incredible." But you know, in his head, he's like, "Man, I don't want to go to this. I want to go watch tape. This catered dinner at the Oread. You know, <laughs> uh, the difference is, is it's all a bunch of old players who you know can can speak his language. So that's probably a little different. For him. But funny. like, but like, you're you're right. Like, you know, Jeremy Case was on the post game, and like, are you gonna enjoy the festivities with the folks? He's like, no, man, I gotta go watch K State tape. <laughs> like, they're <laughs> good. They are, this is the trenches. This is the yeah. time where you've got to like a hard time of year to do something. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. So. Uh, one other question to follow up on what you said. You said Allen Fieldhouse rocking, kind of crazy vibe. I, I have heard though, just only anecdotally, that maybe the Fieldhouse hasn't been as energized, except sort of like toward the end when it's just absolutely insane. Is there something to that? You 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 have a better barometer having been to more games recently. Uh, do you sense that it's not quite obviously we had winter break, which is whatever, like so maybe that's it. But uh what would your what would your response to that criticism be? 
I don't know what they're talking about. Okay, fair the enough. Past, the past two games has been all timers in terms of okay. uh, people getting pumped. There was one game at the end of December where I think there was a ticketing snafu. Yeah, where, I was there. That was in the, or that was uh what was that? And there's one corner that wasn't full. Was that uh, Indiana? But that, was that the Indiana? No, game? no, it was maybe what we'll was play, the other Harvard? game? Uh, Harvard, that? maybe. Oh, it was Harvard. I don't know, whatever. It was a weird game where the whole section was screwed yeah, up. Yeah, and it was like a ticketing thing. Uh, but other than that, uh, yeah, no, this it's been rocking. And it was okay. and it was it was cool yesterday because they had it blocked, like big chunks blocked out for the families and and the players uh who are uh, doing this 125th 125th yeah, anniversary yeah. thing. Uh and so the field house filled up a lot quicker. Yeah. And so the back back row in the corners were full like 45 minutes before the game started. And so like almost a full hour before the place was juiced just because they had those sections removed. And so it, it had a different feel because it felt fuller early. And that's, that would be the only difference, but no, I don't know what that criticism okay. is like. The, and I'll, if we're, if we're talking to Allen Fieldhouse, we're, we're going to get into the big 12 guys. We're going to get into the K state game. We're going to get into a couple of these other games. We're going to get to that, but because we're talking to Allen Fieldhouse, can I just give one, one shout out to the student section? Okay. I think we don't do the crazy stuff like BYU or Arizona state where they have crazy, you know, gimmicks in the it student sections yeah. to, to do, you know, try to get them to miss free throws. We don't do that. There's the, the curtain of distraction at one of those schools. <laughs> and then BYU has just like all these tchotchkes and stuff in the, in the stands, which we'll have to get ready for next year. Oh but yeah. The student sections uh, at KU have not done that, but they do have their, their routine of things that they do. So it's everybody, Put your arms one way, move them other, uh, move to the other side, and it's a weird visual thing. And then it's the get down and make the noise, and then pop up when Jump they shoot. Up. Like, yeah, the one guy like takes things. his shirt off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like there's <laughs> there's like three or four, probably two good ones, and then the other ones aren't. Good. <laughs> I'm not sure but, any of them are good. But, but okay. I'll say this: in, in the past, like ten to twelve years, I'm like student section has not been perfect at that. And this year they got it. They're this timing they, it better. This year they've kind of nailed it. And okay. I think it's like one guy, and I don't know if he's elected. I don't know if he's chosen by a sorting hat or he's pulled the sword from the stone. But one guy stands in the middle and kind of does, kind of directs everybody. And everyone looks to him for guidance. Really? And I don't know. I don't know who this guy is, but that one little tweak has made that student section's Interesting. distractions. Like so much better. So See, I just want to give the student sections for, for, for stepping it up a little bit. Not that it was bad before, but they just are, are a little bit more, more cohesive right, right. now. You've opened up uh, a, a small, just a, like a, a small little bag where I, I, I have to say, I'm not sure how I feel about the one guy thing. Cause I always liked the organic feel where like all of a sudden, Hey, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then like, boom, everyone's on the same page. True. I never knew how that happened. It just happened. It, you're just like you like, especially if you were in the front row, like whatever. If you were in the kind of first few rows and you start doing the thing with like the travel sign above your head, uh -huh. and then you look around like, okay, we're doing that one. Let's go. And then a couple of people sit down in the front row, and then everyone sits down. You just know, like there was never any. There was. I, I get that. I get that. But I'm I'm just talking aesthetically. 
in terms of effectiveness, I, this I, is better. I will argue. I, I will not argue with effectiveness. If there's an efficiency to be gained here, I'm I'm fine with that. There's a couple things though, Andrew, that I will say you're right that the student section by and large has not changed anything since we were there almost right. like all the ago. same stuff, rip the paper up the, I mean, everything the, uh, there's a couple things though, that, that, uh, that I've noticed little things that we didn't do. Uh, we never did the on his head on a dunk. We never okay. did that before. That's a new phenomenon. I mean, it's not new, yep. but that's one that like, wasn't there before I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, when Bill self walks out, they do the, we're not worthy. That's new. That yeah, we didn't do that. Uh no, we didn't do that. We never did that. There was because, a I'm trying to think of any players that, point, that we did at, that for. At that point, he wasn't Bill Self. No. He was Bill Self, and he wasn't Bill Self. We did that for Paul Pierce. I remember the entire place was doing that for Paul Pierce his junior year. Uh trying to think of any other players that I recall doing that we're not worth like players doing it for. Um I can't remember any. I don't know that I do either. I mean, there were some things with like Collison, but yeah, anyway, but look, just, I'm sure there's other things. If you, uh, if you have any that you've noticed, let us know. Cause this is something, again, we like to we like to kind of hold some of the historical, uh, sure. Knowledge and, of, and just of like, of and just like the KU student section and things happen organically, Kevin and I can have a plan about what we're going to talk about. <laughs> and we end up talking about <laughs> <laughs> how what the student second has done in the last 20 years whatever innovative like we didn't if, plan that if you're listening to this podcast you first of all you get it that it could go anywhere and second of all you know we don't plan and third of all you're into this right like if you if you've been to KU games you understand every like 98% of the people listening know exactly what we're talking about so we haven't lost anybody but let's jump into some stuff here Andrew here here's something for you you're talking about the heart attack hawks Let's talk about home games. Two point win against Oklahoma State, 69 67. We've got the four point win against Oklahoma this week at home, and another two point win against Iowa State. Andrew, that's eight points in three games that we've won by. Heart attack Hawks feel like they're back. Uh, that mixed in there, of course, is the Texas Tech game where we won by three points. So, Four of the five games, Andrew, not counting the uh, the West Virginia game, uh, where we won by fourteen, have been just have been under five, under three, uh, uh, other than one. How, how are we? Is this going to be? I guess here's the question: Is this going to be what it's like the rest of the season? Are we should should everybody just get ready that this is just it? Yeah, buckle up, right? Every because every team in the Big Twelve is good. Um, you know, West Virginia, they're own five, but that's a good team. They've got good players. And, you know, if they were in a different conference, we wouldn't be talking about them the way we are. Uh, but everybody else is going to, I mean, West Virginia could come out and beat anybody. I mean, they're, they're at the bottom of the conference. They're 24th in Ken Palm. West Virginia is 24th. Right. I mean, and what's Duke, right? Like Duke's probably 23rd. Duke uh, is 29th. See, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. And they're at the bottom of the, of the conference. So it's going to be like this. I hope we get some blowouts. I hope we get some, like we start to hit some rhythm, um, but no, everybody's good. And you got to expect like we're five and oh, and we're like lucky uh, to be five and oh. Uh, 
we are a couple possessions here and there from from you know looking be on the wrong side of this this conference. Yeah. Uh, but but that being said, this team can close. I'm always going to defend like it's not like randomly flipping a coin about winning and losing. This team knows how to play in the last five minutes, knows how to come back from deficits, um, knows how to come back from big deficits. And that's a learned skill. And that's partly emotional, you know, not getting too rattled and then losing it at the end. That's part, you know, turning it on when you need to. And then part of it could be play calling. Uh, you know, yesterday they they called a play for Jalen uh, to to get the the bucket at the end. And who's it go to? The guy who's been our closer, KJ Adams, yeah. gets the bucket to go up. Uh, so it's it's kind of all about you know how you can perform in those those close moments. And and KU is I'm not saying they're I'm not saying they have been a better team in all of these games, but they're better than everybody at doing that. And that's been necessary. And that's, I think two things you can credit there that have been historically, especially over the past, like 10 seasons, Bill self and Allen Fieldhouse are really good in those late game situations. I don't think there's a better place or a better coach in that situation. And the numbers bear it out. He is like some absolutely idiotic number with games decided by uh, less than five points, you know, with a, or less than three points with like a minute left. Yeah. I I saw it recently. Somebody tweeted it's, it's bonkers. I mean, it it makes no sense. Like it's beyond any sort of variance. And and I guess if you talk about variance and of course we're talking about like, you know, whatever you can have the best plan, the best players and things will happen. TCU probably on the wrong side of variance lost by two points uh, to Iowa state. Uh, lost by four points away at Texas could have gone either way. Right. Uh, you look at like Baylor, whatever they lost by, what was it? A point to TCU at home and two points in overtime against K state. I mean, you're, you're exactly right. Andrew, there is a world where KU is two and three to start the season. Like it's not crazy. Uh, and, and there's, you know, these, there's some teams out there that are, or close to it that, uh, were picked, you know, right there with Kansas in the big 12. So credit to KU credit to the players, obviously credit to late game situations, credit to Allen Fields, and credit to Bill self. They figured out a way to be five and oh, which those games will matter. They will come back to matter. Uh, and you, I mean, is Kansas the best team in the big 12? I don't know. Uh, is Kansas a number two team in the nation? I don't know, but I know this, they figured out a way to win games so far. Uh, I mean, that's, that is a skill 16 and one is the Kansas Jayhawks to start the season. You will take that any way you can get it. Yeah, you talk about variance and you talk about, you know, luck and reverting to the mean. If you don't ever revert to the mean, if you just keep winning, then your your mean is wrong. Yeah. Like your average is wrong. Our average is just like we're gonna win. We have a high likelihood to win even if we're down. Like that is the average. That is the expectation. Like where you you move the number, you move the dial uh when you're now in the field house uh and, and Bill Self's on the bench. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's good to get these wins, but I mean, we say this, like we should be blowing these teams out. We shouldn't be. These teams are top 25 Ken Palm teams. They, I would say it's 13. They'll, they're a top 15 AP ranked and they're, they're yeah. probably a top 10 team in the country. They'll they're good. Be a, be a two or three or four seed in the tournament. Like that is a big boy game that was played yesterday. How about Iowa state? And I was, we were talking, uh, I was talking to talking Hawks on Twitter. I don't know, but he said something that I thought was interesting. So I responded, 
there is a, an argument that I, I'll I'll misquote it, but saying that KU is kind of whatever, getting lucky or right side of variance or whatever, or maybe the regression to the mean is actually positive regression and KU just hasn't been playing well and they turned it into playing much better. Um, and it's not yeah. a lucky thing. And have we played great the last few games? I don't think so. Um, you know, ha- no. we haven't played uh, Jaylen, great since Indiana. <laughs> yeah, J- Jalen hasn't West played. I mean, Jalen, I mean, it's, it's probably a field goal percentage thing. We haven't had a good field goal percentage probably, you know, since, since 2022. Uh, and that's probably partly because of big 12 defenses, but also like Jalen, when was the last time Jalen was over 50% on, on anything or when was, I mean, he's, he's constantly like four for 18 or five for 17. It's not, he's not quite there. Uh, he seems to be getting his points. He gets to the free throw line and, and he comes, cl- come through in the clutch, especially yesterday. You know, uh, we don't win that game without that scrum happening. He gets the ball with a second left on the shot clock and he so drains it. Like, where does that come from? Yeah. You know? Uh, so these things are necessary, but, um, uh, yeah, and you're right. Uh, Duan has played well against Texas tech, but otherwise has not, uh, played all that well. Uh, he didn't score any points yesterday. Well, played well, had a couple turnovers, but you know, played well in the typical Dwan Harris way, but not in the uh, offensive that we've sort of seen uh, at some other spots. KJ has been KJ. I'm not worried about KJ, but if if Grady can can get off a shot, and it looks like they've come up with some pretty good some pretty good game plans for Grady. I'm excited to see what they do for him. Uh, and Jalen can score, and we can get some production out of McCuller. Then yeah, we're probably underperforming offensively, probably not defensively. I think we're we're pretty good defensively. Jalen Wilson last three games five for I'm sorry three for or four for fourteen three for twelve four for twelve from the field. Yeah, uh, not great, <laughs> not 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 good at all. Uh, and probably the biggest problem is he's shooting thirteen shots a game with that efficiency. But you're right, he does get to the free throw line. He's doing, I mean, he's obviously doing some good things. This was the, this was the thing I was always worried about Jalen Wilson being the the hero of this team. Uh, the game before that six to 16, that was a Texas tech game. Not nothing efficient at all in any of these games and uh, made some threes early. Like I wanted that to, I was like, shit, maybe he actually is a three point shooter now. <laughs> uh, but you know, those, those have fallen off too. I, I, I still wonder. And at the same time though, while he's been doing that, KJ has been a revelation like that. That is why KU continues to win. Cause if KJ was old, was early season KJ and Jalen Wilson was what he's been, we would not be anywhere close to five and oh in the big 12. Like KJ has been our, it's, it's silly. Cause you, he's, he's not a center. You can almost say he's the best wing, uh, but he's playing center that we've had on the team and he's just play, he's playing out of position, but he's playing it so freaking well. And we figured out a way to that pick and roll action with Juan is just unbelievable. And we've exploited something there that has obviously, I mean, if you want to give self credit, you want to give the players credit, whatever. That's why we're five and zero in the big 12 is KJ. I, I mean, KJ. I, right. You know, uh, my, from my observation in big 12 season, the, the three games I've been to uh, at home, Nothing has gotten the crowd pumped up more than a KJ dunk or a Grady three. Like, He's the only are... one that dunks it. Yeah, but but he gets <laughs> and he Grady's gets the it. only one that makes three pointers, except for Juan. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. But like, <laughs> but, but it gets, I mean, the crowd gets crazy when those things happen. Yeah. I get I it. Mean, so th- those are our two, like, you know, get everybody pumped up types of things. And, and Grady threes yesterday were, were a lot of fun, but the KJ oh dunks gosh. were the KJ dunks have been like momentum building. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially in that Oklahoma game. So uh, who would have thought we'd be talking about KJ Adams like this? We were at the beginning of the season talking about, you know, uh, it's easy. You know, what position is going to play? Well, I guess he has to play center because he's probably a more natural, you know, traditional bill self for uh, maybe not back to the basket, but uh, you know, is, is, is he's going to play with Ernest and we'll play kind of big or no, he's, he's the five. And he's, he's like the best six five. And he's, <laughs> I think so. Charles Barkley was six, four, like it's similar, it. similar uh, style, but you know, makes just it work. run that pick and roll stuff with, with Wando and uh, have him clean some stuff up and be aggressive. And then he can guard, he can guard whatever height and, and make it work. It's been incredible. It's been incredible. Like that, that is the reason the KU has had success. Like, Cause it, we would not be, I don't think we would be there if, if Zuby was playing those minutes or if, or if Zach was playing those minutes or if, you know, whatever, I, I mean, maybe there's an alternate universe, but I'm not convinced KJ has been just the dude, man. And I, I would not have guessed that preseason. There were times last year where we wanted to see him, uh, but the, the amount that he has grown and what he has meant to this team. Uh, he might, I mean, you could talk about most important players on the team. He is now has, you could, I will accept an argument for that, uh, that he is most important player on the team or one of the most important players on the team. And I feel it the same way, Andrew, we've talked about this. When Juan is not in the game, I'm like, something's wrong. We've had this conversation, right? This is when I realized I need, I like Juan a lot. Okay. The the ball's not moving right. Something doesn't feel right. The offense isn't working. Juan's out. I feel that way about KJ now. And that's different like that. I've never felt that way about him before. And, and it's, it's real. Uh, but anyway, we can move on, but I, this is officially a KJ Adams uh, podcast. Big, big fan. All right. Um, we we want to talk about the big 12 a little bit before we get onto this K state, before we get out of here, because I think, you know, you hear these national media folks talk about the big 12 and how it's the best and, you know, Oh, they could get 10 teams in the big or into the the tournament. And, but I don't think that they're really giving it justice. I know it's getting its time, but this is, this is difficult. So I I figured out a way to do this, Kevin, just on the fly. I'm going to go through Ken Palm's projected record for a team. And I want you to tell me whether they're going to finish above or below this. And then we'll talk about the team. a little. Okay. So I'm going to start at the bottom here. We have Texas Tech projected at five and thirteen. They're at the very bottom. I'll I'll start off by just saying this. I think Texas Tech is a really good team. I think they are. They've got, you know, they've lost some guys, but Kevin O'Banner and Pop Isaacs were two of the best players I've seen all year when we were playing in Lubbock. Yeah, uh, and they killed. Like they killed us. I mean, we won the game, but those two guys. Uh, they, they, you know, you did a lot, but they've, they've lost five straight, Kevin. They are, they're Oh, and five in the big 12. They had a close loss yesterday against Texas. Uh, they were blown out by Iowa state, but everything else has been pretty close. So five and 13 above or below, or is that the right number for Texas tech? So, so they have this. to go eight and eight the rest of the way. Is that the right math there? Uh, no, five, five and eight, excuse me. Five and eight. Yes. Five and eight, the rest five of the and way. eight, the rest of the way. Uh, 
not looking at who they've played other than we, I know they played us once and Iowa state once and, and Texas once. Uh, I think that's probably pretty close. I mean, I would maybe go six and seven. So that, that there are six and 12 that, yeah. d- that probably wouldn't get them into the tournament. They probably, probably need to string off some wins there. Uh, so that's where we're, but, but that's a good team. If they're in the pac 12, they'd finish fourth and they'd make the tournament. The only one that gets me a little shook by that is they lost by 34 points to Iowa state. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. That they, was, they, I mean, they're a little banged up. They're a little banged up, but I get yeah, it. That shouldn't happen. Wow. Uh, in the big 12 this year, that will, that will be the biggest blowout and it will not even be remotely close. Remotely right, we're we're going to move on West Virginia. They are also one five, but they are projected uh six and 12. The rest of the way, your thoughts. God dang. It's just so hard because I mean, these guys have probably been the on paper worst team in terms of like results in the big 12 yet. Ken Palm still has them at 24, <laughs> like literally 24th. Isn't that crazy? Um, and they played a tough schedule, right? They played Purdue uh, early and I played somebody else uh, and lost in the, in the, in the non-con. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they've, what have they got seven losses now? And they, there's seven total five in the big 12. So they'd have to go six and seven the rest of the way. Basically you have to almost go 500 to finish at six wins. I think that's about right. Or I don't know that I trust them to get there. I think it's, I think it's under, I think it's under two, uh, which is I crazy. Would, I would lean say. under. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Oklahoma state. They are one in four. They're one win coming against West Virginia. Uh, they are projected to go seven and 11. Now, this is a team that came down to the wire with KU. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Thompson hit seven threes against his former teammates. Yeah. We can talk uh, about variance there a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do that again. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's probably fair. Uh, they they can't score is their problem. And they had, I mean, other than the game they played against us, um, what did they score? 67 points. That's their high in big 12. Uh, they scored 46 points against Texas. Uh, I mean, I, I don't trust them. I, I think offensively they've got dudes though, which is again, what this is so crazy. When you think about it as, as you look at the team, you stack up the team. Is that a tournament team? Like maybe uh, probably should have been. Yeah. They're, they're going to need to get some wins against some teams. So their best win on the season is West Virginia. And they got uh, some bad losses. And yeah. And they, they so they're probably going to need to get some top tier Big 12 wins and then finish with a, a decent record. A seven and eleven could potentially get them in uh in a tough Big 12. Ooh, I'm looking at it now. Their best win was that West Virginia game, and their next best win was freaking Sam Houston State. Yeah. So they didn't yeah. play anybody in the non-con. So they're gonna they're gonna be a bubble team that's probably gonna need to get some wins. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to overachieve uh to get there. And they so All far right. they have not. We're gonna move on to Oklahoma. They are two and three in the uh Big 12, and they are projected to go eight and ten. Their two wins are against Texas Tech and West Virginia. So teams below them, uh, they'll also be kind of a bubble team, but I think they may have a better shot than the teams we've talked about. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, their three losses are theoretically to the three best teams in the big 12. 
you could make an argument for K-State, but they lost to Texas by one point. They lost to Iowa State by three points, and they lost to us by four points. So they're right there uh, uh, against all those teams. And, uh, you know, I I, I think the Groves brothers are legit. Uh, they, I think that probably is about right. I do think they're a tournament team. You know, the Groves brothers weren't even the best players. Uh, they've got that guy, Grant Sherfield, who's yeah. probably their best player. But uh, the Groves is a uh, backup. Uh, I'm trying to get his name. Uh, Sam Godwin scored 10 points in 10 minutes uh, by, by the, by the 10 minute mark uh, against us. He just had our number in that first half. Yeah. Uh, so they've, they've got some depth and they've got some, some good uh, options there, but the Groves brothers, we've, we've got a history with them. It's a, a weird KU history going <laughs> three years now with the Groves brothers. It's, uh, it's, it's burned a little bit of a bias in my, in my head. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to move on. Now we're getting like super interesting because I, I think that everyone can sort of see why those teams are what they are in the bottom four, but these top six, this could be completely inverted Any at the order. end of the season, at the end of the season. Uh, so we're going to go with this next team and that's Baylor, the preseason favorite, barely preseason favorite, but most outlets and even the coaches had Baylor as the favorite. They are 12 and five on the season, two and three uh, in the big 12 and project to go nine and nine. Uh, I don't think anyone's doubting that Baylor doesn't get in or the Baylor doesn't get into the tournament. Like they're a tournament team. So they're, they're not having the same questions as those other ones are, but do they finish nine and nine? Do they no. make a comeback? This team is not going to have 12 losses in the season. I don't, I'm not buying it. I'm not, uh, this team beat UCLA. It's probably the best non-con win in the Big 12. Uh, probably. They, I, I don't know what happened in that Iowa State game. This, that was the first game we were like, oh, geez, maybe Iowa State's got something here. Uh, and they do. And they do. And they do. And they do. Exactly. 100%. But they lost by one point to TCU, did Baylor, and two points in overtime to K-State. So again, coin flip variance, whatever you want to call it right there. There's no world or no, it's not crazy to say they should be four and one. They probably should be. And, and they're not right. They're, they're two and three, but they've won their last two, Andrew in somewhat convincing fashion, uh, beat the crap out of Oklahoma state at home, uh, on Saturday and, uh, next two are winnable. And I think there's, a, I, I would be surprised if they go nine and nine in the big 12. I would, I would take the over. All right. We got another nine and nine team as a projection TCU. They're 14 and three on the season, three and two in the big 12 projected to go nine and nine TCU, a preseason darling, uh, both in the big 12 and nationally as a, Hey, watch out for TCU. They bring everybody back and they were, they're a pretty good team. So what do you think? They're going to go up, go down. The up, the up. I mean, I, I still think this is the second best team in the big 12, uh, second or third. I'll take an argument, but like this, even when they had not won, uh, but pr- prior to the K state game, when they destroyed K state, uh, Vernon and I did a little spaces and we both said TCU is the second best team in the big 12, uh, and made us look good when K state got pummeled at home, uh, by, by them. They lost two games close again, Iowa state and Texas, probably again, two of the top three or four teams in the big 12. 
And they hadn't lost before that since November, middle of November. So it's not like they had, they've been bad. They just started off with, you know, two tough teams and they lost tough games, two games. Anybody in the big 12 can do that. They're back to three and two in the big 12. I still think this is one of the biggest threats to Kansas in the big 12. I'm about good next team. Definitely taking the over of nine and nine. They are not going to finish nine and nine. This next team, Kansas state, the Kansas state wildcats. They're 15 and two on the season four and one uh, with the loss to TCU yesterday and projected 10 and eight. Will the wildcats finish above 500 or are they destined for even more greatness in the big 12? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to right? do with this team. Oh my God. I have right? no idea. Like, I, what are you going to do? I mean, they, they've obviously had a good season so far. They've got two losses. They lost to Butler early. Yeah. Butler early in the season, whatever, but you know, some decent wins on the schedule. And then out of nowhere, that Texas game comes and they score 116 effing points. How? And you're like, what? And I think that thing is going to stick out like a sore thumb, like the whole season. And people are going to be thinking about K state about that. Like that's the game people will be thinking about embedding about. Um, and I just talk about variance. I think it was just the weirdest stars aligned game in the planet. Like there will not be a weirder game in the, in the big 12 or maybe in college basketball this season than that game. And I still don't know what to think of them. They obviously, they had two amazing road wins against Texas and Baylor in the same week. You, that's real. Like you can't, you can't. Yeah. Can't, arguably like, talk arguably two of the best wins that anybody can have. Consecutively in in the co- yeah, yeah. Right. Marquise Noel has been amazing. I mean, Keanu Johnson has been a stud. They, they have dudes, real dudes. Uh, I trust that they are going to finish in the top half of the big 12. I trust that they're certainly a tournament team. I trust that they'll probably finish in the top four in the big 12, four to five. I don't know the order though. And you could tell me they're the second best team in the big 12. And I would agree. I would believe you. You could tell me they're the fifth best team in the big 12. And I believe you, I don't know that they're worse than that, but I also don't know. I, this game on Tuesday, we're going to get to is the, is the most interesting game of the season to me. Cause I don't know what they are. And I think we'll see something. Obviously, it's a different environment playing Kansas and Bramlage. Like, you know, do they have, will they react to it with the same game pressure and stuff that they've, they haven't had that in any other game this year? Kansas has. They've sort of, you know, whatever used to that, I guess you could say. So, I mean, maybe it's not the best measuring stick because it's sort of a weird game, but it's still a game. I got it. Like, I, it will be data, it'll be input to see what they really are because I don't freaking know. What do you think? Tell me what you I, think. I think it'll be expensive to get in the door. <laughs> that, that's all you got? What? Tell me no. about K-State. Is well, K-State I, real? Like, listen to you talk. Somebody's got to finish sixth between Kansas, Texas, Iowa State, K-State, TCU, and Baylor. Who's going to finish sixth out of that group? Well, in the preseason, we would have said K-State not even close. They were picked last. Last by almost everybody. Now, that was probably wrong, <laughs> right? right? But, But... Maybe they were onto something and the variance hasn't caught up yet. Maybe they're playing above their heads. I have no idea, but I, I mean, you got to respect what, what Tang's been up to mm. there, got them dudes playing your future Texas Longhorn oh, coach, on Jerome. Come Tang. on now. Don't do that. Don't, don't, <laughs> do, that. don't do that to K state. It's do their that. lot in life. Don't do that. You, you get That's Bob Huggins nice. for a year. 
You get your own tang for a year. That ain't nice. Uh, no, no, they've had a great season, and they're <laughs> it's not smoking mirrors either. Like it's they're I don't think so. They're they're a quality team. One hundred sixteen points, Andrew. Tuesday's going to be the test for kind of like a, a litmus test for the season for for kind of both teams. Are we yeah. are we able to to pull it out? Uh, you know, in a I mean, even if it's a close game, like it's still it's a big win. Or is this? It's our pixie dust wearing off, or is or is uh, K State's pixie dust wearing off? Like I can't wait. Really, no. So Tuesday, we'll get to, we'll talk at K State at the end. Uh, now I'm gonna get up here. Iowa State, they're projected 11 and seven. Uh, they were undefeated until yesterday and lost to KU. Uh, but they're projected for 11 and seven. Are they gonna be above or below? I believe in Iowa State. I think they're real. Uh, that doesn't mean 11 and seven isn't the right number though. Because the Big 12, 11 and 7 is pretty freaking good. Yep. Uh, that gets you to 22 wins for them, 21 wins for them. Uh, if you finish with a single digit loss record and you are in the Big 12 this year, uh, you should, have your, high on, seed. You should you be should. a freaking three seater better. I mean, that's it. I mean, they could be 21 and nine and be and and deserve in every respect, a three seed, because they're going to have like a bazillion quad one wins, <laughs> right? The net's going to like them. Obviously, Ken Palm loves them. 13th in Ken Palm. Uh, yeah, man, I think they're legit. I I like, I, I think 11-7 is, when I say that that's a good, that's actually pretty good, I mean it. Like, I think that's actually pretty good. Like at 11-7 feels kind of right, maybe 12-6. and six. Yeah, and I think in some of these dog days of the Big Twelve, like they've got what travels, and they, because they can play defense, and so if, if things aren't going well for them, they're going to be able to play, you know, D up and great hope, and hope Gabe Kalisher can score, or you know, somebody else can score. Uh, but really, really, it's just Kalisher who gets all their points, uh, and then it kind of just like they figure out what to do with the rest of them. Andrew, this is a team that held IUPUI to thirty nine points. UPU? This is a team that held. 363rd ranked IUPUI to 39 points. Iowa State did. Uh, how about that? They did hey, be Te- North Carolina. Teej. Hey, Teej. Yeah, they did be North Carolina. Back when we thought that was like earth shattering, and now deal. it's now they would be favored in a game like that. They would be. Uh, and it crazy. N- no one would even bat an eye at it. Uh, all right, we're gonna finish this out. Texas going through some stuff. They uh, are 15 and two. They are four and one on the season with that. Uh, one loss to K state weird, super weird game. Uh, they are projected to go 11 and seven as well. The rest of the way uh, is this longhorn team going to be able to keep it together. I mean, Rodney Terry. Why is Rodney Terry? The guy, why is hey, it going to be Terry, Jerome Tang? Ro- Rodney Terry. Why can't it uh, be Rodney? Gave, gave KU a scare with UTEP a couple of years ago. This guy what? is no slouch. Rodney Terry's the dude. Why can't why can't Rodney Terry be the the not the acting head coach the real head coach? Uh, so they've won their last three, Andrew. Other than the K State, whatever the f that thing was, they'd be five and zero, oh, uh, right there with Kansas. I mean, they have one game. Other than that, they lost in overtime to Illinois. Uh, I think they're good. They beat Gonzaga by almost twenty points. I think Texas is legit. If they if they can. Put the Chris Beard nonsense behind them, which if you look at the last three games, you could argue they have, or, or frankly, whatever. I mean, even before that, uh, 
I think this is real. I think they'll probably be better than that. I think 11, 7, 12, and 6. I would, I would uh, probably lean 12 and 6. I think they're better uh, than 11, 7. Okay, so then we have KU, 16. Right, Rodney Terry deserves the job. Give it to Rodney. Yeah. 16 to 1, 5 and 0 in the Big 12, projected 13 and 5. KU, are we going to go higher or lower? So 13 and 5. So the rest of the way, we'd go 8 and 5. How do you feel about that? I think we can do better than that. That's so just starting at the concept of eight and five, because before the season, I think we looked at this and Ken Palm had KU. Was it 13 and five or was it 12 and six? It was, it was somewhere around there. It was not 14 and four. Uh, So now you've got five games into that variance, (laughs) statistical variance that, that, that measures into why we'd be 13 and five. Uh, I, yeah. 13 and five in the big 12 is a one seed. Yeah, I think so. 25 and six would be the record. That's a one seed in the big 12, not even close. And if you can somehow get through 14 and four, I don't, man. So we obviously the tough ones left per Ken Palm. Let's just see what the coin flips are. Cause there's a lot of them. Well, Let's just see what the L's are. Yeah, Texas I, and Iowa, Iowa State, State away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we've got six games left uh, at home, and yep. then we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight away. Yeah, and we've got two Texas, two Texas, two games against Texas, two games against TCU, two games against K State, uh, two games against Baylor. I think thirteen and five is fair. I think that's fair. I think I did the math wrong. We're seven, but yeah, I I, I think so too. Uh, the problem I'm having is that we're projecting everybody to stay the same or be higher, and there's not enough wins to go around, which is kind of the theme of the Big Twelve this year. There's just not enough wins <laughs> to go around. Not enough wins to go around. Like what Sorry. if what that if went... Texas Tech was in the Pac-12? Uh, they'd be third. Like what if Texas Tech was in? The Big Ten. That's like, a little tougher, but they'd be they'd still be a tournament team. They'd be competitive. I think. Yeah. I think. I think. That sucks, but it is what it is. Best basketball conference in the land. And I, Kansas uh currently sits atop. And I cannot wait for this game on Tuesday, Andrew. Is it time? It's time to talk about K State. Are you ready for some sandstorm? So are you ready for some uprising from some prudes uh, <laughs> from the family research council that says K-State should not be allowed on TV unless they fix their song. Are you ready for more Sandstorm? Yes! Good! Yes! Uh, for, okay, uh, this is going to be an unpopular opinion. I like Sandstorm. I like the song Sandstorm. I like the song Sandstorm before Bramlage freaking took it over. I I like Sandstorm. It it makes me laugh. It's a funny song to me. And I have memories of Sandstorm from long ago. I let my son listen to Sandstorm in the car for the first time ever yesterday on his way to his basketball game. We listened oh, to two songs. Did he get pumped? Did we listened to two points? songs. We listened to Sandstorm and we listened to uh, what, the hump. Hum, the the ku the home song what is it what's it called is that what i don't called? know mm-hmm. yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
we listened to both of them and immediately like 10 seconds into both songs, he said, put that on my playlist. Yeah. <laughs> so he yeah, likes you, both of them. Get you pumped. I get He's it. He's a big Sandstorm guy. I'm a big Sandstorm. I cannot get mad that that Sandstorm is played. I don't even get mad that they yell fuck KU. Doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother doesn't, me a bit. It doesn't bother me either. I just like that it like causes this big dust storm. Yeah, it's great. That's it. It's rivalry shit. You got to do that. Like, that's fine. Get out of here. Get my favorite, here. I'm fine with my, it. My favorite is like when they're playing TCU and they are yeah, that that's where it's a little overgressive to me. Yeah. No, I that's I, I prefer it there and that point. Oh, it's great. As a KU fan, it's even better. Like it, that's that's terrific. When they're saying fuck KU when you're playing TCU. Let's that is that is the best. Uh it, I kind of wish they wouldn't. I wish they would like use it. Yeah, against. they should know better, but they don't. And that makes, it makes it, them look dumb. Yeah. But it is. Funny. That's why I like it. That's why I like it. In I, that I get situation. it. I yeah. get it. I completely get it. I like it for both reasons. I like it as a KU fan for the reason you said about the TCU thing, because that's just funny. And I like it because it's great for during the KUK state game. And I, they should do it. They should bring it back. They should do it. They should play it every time out. I don't care. Uh, I think it's great. And you know, right. Jerome Tang, you know, Jerome Tang is a sandstorm guy. You know, he's going to, he will do whatever he can to make sure they play sandstorm. He's well, a player's here's, coach. here's a deal for Jerome Tang. This will probably be the first game that will be like a true Bramlage experience because there was some pretty empty seats early on. That was a true uh, Bramlage experience. This yeah, is that's the, true. This, <laughs> this is the, this is the more rare occurrence. This You're right. But the true uh, but, KU Bramlage you know, experience since is a different. Kind of, so, yeah. Since they've kind of had this revelation, you know, they opened the win, the season with a win uh, at, in overtime against West Virginia. Uh, and then they went away and won those two great games against Texas and Baylor have played Oklahoma state at home. So I'm sure that was a, a, a huge game, you know, at Bramlage, I'm assuming it was sold out or at least it was, was like, it was it, okay. It was, they had a great crowd. Yeah. But it probably their first sellout of the year. Cause they've got some momentum uh, and then they're away at, at TCU. And then now you got K- KU. So, They've had the one sellout, but then here's the real deal. This is the real, the real matchup. Uh, and uh, so this will be a, a whole different experience for Jerome Tang. Uh, you know, you've got the uh, quiet little mosquitoes down there in Waco. You know, sometimes they get loud, even if they win a national championship. Uh, but, you know, haven't had a ton of success of like great, incredible crowds at Baylor. Uh, and here's, here's a chance for, Tang to, to really get what it's like to be part of this rivalry. It he has never coached in this kind of game before. Is is kind of is the is the is the truth, right? Has Baylor really? I mean, they had some great teams, but have they really had I mean, like a true crazy, like crazy, not even just a good rivalry, like crazy fanatical rivalry game before? I I, mean, I don't know about rivalry, but in terms of like craziness and meaningfulness. No, I'm not talking about that. No, I'm talking about hate. Okay. Well, like 2020, uh, at the end of the season, uh, I think it was like March 1st or at the end of the year, like right pre before COVID they played KU in, in Waco. And it's what we're calling the national championship game because that was between number one and number two, 
uh, at Baylor. And that game was crazy. That game was a, yeah. that, and so like, that would be like a, something to compare to, but like, you know, you know, there's probably been some important Baylor, Texas games that Jerome Tang's been in, but this is a whole different animal, whole different animal. And I, I look, all those guys really haven't played in it either. I mean, if you think about their best players, uh, I mean, there's a lot of new blood on this, on this K-State team. KU has been through all of this. Every player except for Grady Dick has been through all of it. And I am not counting out Grady Dick in any way against K-State. That dude is going to have a great game. You can't have a Kansas boy not go off. And so, and he, and by the way, he went off in the Iowa state game and that was the other sort of in family thing. Right. So I, I think that Kansas is in a better situation, just walking into the building and being able to take on what is going to be a shit show of a crowd. Like there, I, I am already expecting it to just be absolutely bananas and, and not like in a, in a Allen Fieldhouse, while that let's get pumped for a big game, it's different. It's different there, man, for KU and K State. It's just different. Uh, it it is how we feel about those old Missouri games, where every like you your best signs, you spent the most time on your best. You know, get, you actually went to bed the night before early because you're trying to make sure you were ready. Like it was, it's a it's a different kind of thing there. Uh, and I think we're going to be in a better position. Bill Self's in a better position. All five of our players are probably in a better position to play that game. That does not mean that we're going to go win. I just think that that is a factor that's going to play into it. That I, and just, again, just adds to the intrigue. What do you think the line will be? It's not out. It's not out. We're we're recording this on Sunday, uh, during the bills dolphins game. I put out a a tweet with a, with a poll. Cause I'm, I'm intrigued by this too. As you know, I like to, Dabble with the betting. I, the poll options were KU by one or two points, a pick them or KSU by one or two points. 61% of the 500 or so that have voted so far since this morning have said KU by one to two points, which is probably right. So I was going to say before I even put the tweet out, it's probably KU by one or a pick, maybe two, like one and a half. Like I would... I think that's probably where it is. That may be where it not where it finishes, but uh where does Ken Palm have it? Uh give two me points. a second. Two, two points. Seventy five, seventy three. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't imagine it being more than that. Like, I mean, I could see maybe not for any competitive reasons, but for some public money, you know, maybe they give KU a a, a point or two. So like max three, but if if I had to guess, I'd guess KU by one. I think that's right. Uh, I think that's right. And if you can, uh, what side do you like? <laughs> if we're sitting, I think here? I, I think I like the Jayhawks. I think I would too. And I and I don't know why. Like, let's say it gets KU by three or more. It's either no action for me or uh, or I bet K State. Like, I think I think it's a close game, but. If you're going to give me a chance to get KU uh, in a coin flip against anybody, and especially right. against anybody, against anybody, I think I got. I, I mean, whatever the schedule has said, the 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 facts are there. Oh, uh, we're going to win most of them, um, and so I think it's going to be 
it'll be a fun game. Obviously the matchups you can go down the line are going to be a ton of fun. Uh, and I just, when we talk about games that we will look back on, if somehow Kansas is able to go in and win this game, because I think most people, you know, whatever, like no, no one would be upset. I mean, people would be upset, but like, no one would be like, Oh, what a bad loss. If KU loses this game. Uh, but like if they win it and you are, that is a, that's a steal. That's a win the big 12 uh, type of game. And people forget they, last year we were down 15 at halftime. This was like forget. the, this is the blueprint for the national title game. Yep. Uh, we come back and uh, hold them to 25 in the second half. And we have, I'm looking at 44. So we outscore them 44 to 25 in the second half to get this victory. And that was uh, a different team, man. Uh, a different team. Like yeah. there is Marquise Noel is the only meaningful returning player from last year. Masood who doesn't, you know, a, a kind of a contributor, but uh, last year, but not really, uh, re, who played in that game. Noel, but like a whole different team. They've got Keontae Johnson coming in from Florida. Uh, and then some, some other, some other dudes that, you know, uh, really just give this a whole different wildcat team. This is, this is not a team that we're used to, or not a team that you can look back and say, Oh, well, these, how these players play. And this is how Bruce Weber plays. This is a whole different deal. Absolutely. And I I will not forget that kid. I just, just load the wagons game. Uh, and I was in Vegas playing golf uh, at a bachelor party with four K state grads during yeah. that game. So I was hearing it just relentlessly for the entire time. I was watching on my phone. We had an iPad and they were watching on the iPad in the cart and relentless. They were until, until they weren't. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, okay, Andrew. So prediction, you like Kansas. I think I like Kansas too, but I think it could go either way. Coin flip game. And I cannot wait to watch it. Unfortunately, I'll be watching this one again in the desert. I'll be in Scottsdale. Uh, so, so I might be, uh, might be, I might be finding some, some Phoenix Jayhawks uh, to watch it with. We'll see what happens. So I got a work thing, but I will be watching it. I actually, here's, here's how devoted I am to watching this game. Andrew, I changed my flight to make sure I was there on the ground watching the game. Cause it was, I was going to cut it like a little close. Not anymore. Yeah. I, I changed my give flight. yourself some time, you know, that's, that's how important you, this was. When me. you, this is that time of year when you start to plan around, you did get you basketball games for like flights or for work meetings or for dinner with the wife. That's when you know it's the meat of the Big 12 season. These games are important. January basketball in the Big 12 for all, us who are, you know, sitting up here in Kansas in the cold. Like, there's nothing better. Like, this is this is what we need. This is what we live for. It's the best. March is fun, and March is like our Super Bowl, and, and and everything is great. But like, this is when we, you know, it's these Tuesday night games against K State that uh, that legends are made. And have a little respect, will you? Like, we went through wedding. Like, you know, the wedding years were started, started kind of out of those now for the most part, the people who put their freaking weddings in basketball, like it's, it's as just as bad as Sunday weddings and, and fall, like figure it out. You know what my wedding was, Andrew? Do you remember this? It was in May, April, April 13th, 413. <laughs> you time it right after 
you get done with the season, no matter what happens, you're done. And you just, have, then you have the wedding. It's not that hard. And now we're into kids' birthday problems. Now Ooh. we're to that age, right? Yeah. And so I got freaking six birthday parties every Saturday while KU's trying to play. Now, thankfully, you know, I got out of it yesterday. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep getting out of it. But I know there's people that can relate to all that. It drives me crazy. But thankfully, and this is where I actually will give the ESPN Plus uh, uh, deal a little bit of credit. It is kind of nice to be able to find the game and watch it on your phone no matter what. Uh, I know people yeah, hate on it. I know people hate yeah. on it, and I hate on it too. But there are some nice little trade-offs just in case you're stuck. So, all right, Andrew, cannot wait for Sandstorm. <laughs> cannot wait to see what this crowd is like. Cannot wait to hopefully come out of there with a victory. Uh, there was a tweet after the game, after the last home game when they beat Oklahoma State. The 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 crowd control people were practicing how to protect Bill Self and the team after the game. Did you see this? Yeah, because Casey's. is pro- I mean, that's probably how Bill Self's life ends eventually, right? Like, he's, wow. he's like 78, <laughs> you know, he's going in for his like 30th straight win against K-State and they just eventually trample. just get tired of it and trample him. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying they will, they will ultimately be prepared. I hope though that that preparation is more of a like uh an Iowa State type of preparation when a crazy fan comes out of the stands and well, weather wax. Like a little weather wax situation. I hope it's more like that's where they need the protection and not a court storming. Uh because that would that would just be mm, chef's kiss. I hope we get it. It'll be fun. All right, Andrew, you got anything else before we get out of here? Rock chalk Jayhawk. Uh, my marriage survived another KU Iowa State matchup. So I'll, I'll chalk that up as a double win for me. That is a double dub. Uh, we got Texas Tech after that, Andrew, at home, right? No, I'm sorry. We have who do we get next? That's a lie. We uh, have TCU, TCU at home, and then Kentucky, and then Baylor, and then Kentucky. So uh, what a know, stretch. Here we go K State, TCU, Baylor, Kentucky, K State, Iowa State, Texas. Our next <laughs> seven, eight games. Wow. How about that? What a stretch. Okay. Wow. Let's do it real before we get out of here at uh, this stretch. To, Cause we're going to come back to this. I guarantee you that when you look at, and you can take the last game, Iowa state, cause that we were coming into the toughest stretch this season, Iowa state K state away, TCU at home, Baylor away, Kentucky at home case, uh, uh, K state at home, Iowa state away, Texas at home. That stretch right there. Andrew is what eight games. Nine games. What is the what's our record? Because that 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 determines everything. That's because then we go back to having some nicer a nicer little stretch with the Oklahoma. Am I, am I like going conservative or am I just? What do you? Yeah, I mean, what do you think the what what do you think will happen? This is your prediction that we'll revisit at the end of the uh, the Texas game at home. Uh, yeah, big I, I'm going to say I'm going to say we hold serve at home. We beat K State. Baylor away. I'm going to, I'm going to give to them. I'm going to say we beat Kentucky. I'm going to say we lose at Hilton Coliseum. So I'm going to oh say God. two, I two losses. That. I would take okay. that heartbeat. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to give us one more loss, but I think I'd even take that. 
uh, crazy. Well, we'll see. Hopefully we come out of it uh, with your two losses are better. This is the best stretch of basketball that we're going to see ex- ex- excited. Enjoy it. Can't wait. Hopefully we can uh, continue the dubs though. Cause they, this team continues to find a way. Andrew, anything else? Rock chalk, Jayhawk. Rock chalk, y'all. Thanks for listening. This for my Jayhawk fans, for my Jayhawks. This for my Jayhawk fans, for my Jayhawks. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hawks, This for my Jayhawk fans, for my Jayhawks. This for my Jayhawk fans, for my Jayhawks. This for my Jayhawk fans, for my Jayhawks. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hawks, baby. I tried to tell them every time we on the court. I tried to tell them that we never coming up short. I tried to tell them that we came here to get the win. I tried to tell them that that they should never let us in. They say that we the best, but I say we the greatest. That's why they try to knock us down and always seem to hate us. That's why they talk about us. They know they can never fade us. It's tradition and that Kansas pride that has truly made us. They know just how we feel. They know at Allen Field that we gon' keep it real. Shout out to Bill. This for them fans that waited off in them long lines. Camped out before the games and they stayed a long time. Every dollar that we spend just to watch our team win. On a Jayhawk shirt or a new clean Benz with a sticker on the back. With the K and the U. Uh-huh, yeah, baby, that'll make you say, ooh. We at the top of the top just like we should be. Started from the bottom thanks to what James could see. Dr. Naismith made a game for man, changed lives for the players, and did the same this for, for the fans. This for my Jayhawks fans, for my Jayhawks. This for my Jayhawks fans, for my Jayhawks. This for my Jayhawks fans, for my Jayhawks. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we Hawks, This for my Jayhawks fans, for my Jayhawks. This for my Jayhawks fans, for my Jayhawks. This for my Jayhawks fans, for my Jayhawks. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we Hawks, baby. All them years that we've been cheering, everything that we've been hearing, all them spreads that we've been clearing, never been no team we fearing, and look how Bill got us fearing, all them tournaments appearing, with no team that's interfering, nine times get to cheering, with them banners held high, and the crowd going wild, night before the final four, you can't even sleep now, yeah we at the peak now, we can't even leap down, March Madness, man, we've been waiting weeks now, if you a Hawks fan, go ahead and hold them ones high. Shout out to the boosters showing love in the alum. Now I'm speaking for the fans, even though I'm just one guy. We appreciate the love, love won't run dry. Imagine the state of Kansas with no Jayhawks. That's like having no streets, but trying to jaywalk. They see us as support, and we see them on the court. So we keep it loud and do our best so we don't come up short. We win together, and we lose together. But win or lose, we still booze together. Struggles in my life will change me as a man. But one thing that'll never change, I'll be a Jayhawk fan. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for
for the fence, that's why I made it. March Madness, here we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J. Hawk in your faces. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fence, that's why I made it. March Madness, here we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J. Hawk in your faces. This for my J. Hawk fans, for my J. Hawks. This for my J. Hawk fans, for my J. Hawks. It's for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks, Hawks. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we Hawks, It's for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks. It's for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks. It's for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks, Hawks. 